At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the campfire. The only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction in exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. This story I'm about to tell you tonight is called No, You Have to Come Outside With Me From user Small Waifu Sit back, relax, and fall asleep as you listen to our tales. So, this happened roughly about two years ago. I worked at a hotel which had 50 rooms between three floors. I was the only employee in the building after about 5 p.m. It should be noted I am a girl. The hotel is on the farther side of the city, but it's considered to be on the nicer side. So, a lot of companies will send their workers to us for room and board instead of the shadier motels on the opposite side of the city. Some of them were great guests, others completely trashed everything. But that happens everywhere, I suppose. The layout of the building was pretty simple. You pull up to the front entrance, enter the foyer and the front desk. Lobby is right through a set of automatic doors. Right across the hall from the lobby was a staircase leading up to the second floor, and to the left was our elevators to the second and third floor. The first floor only has rooms on one side to compensate for our pool, workout room and breakfast area, dining room, lobby, and the office rooms all being on the opposite side. The upper floors have rooms on each side, with the third floor having the most rooms. Typically, the third floor, the highest, we kept only for business and lawn stays. The second floor was reserved for short stays or bigger parties, and the first floor we kept open for elders who have wheelchairs or walkers, or people who come in late at night for a one-night stay. Anyway, it was getting to the last few hours of my shift. It was slow that night, aside from a few work groups I had checked in a few hours earlier. I noticed a raggedy, rusted, and beat-up black pickup truck pulling up into the brightly lit carpet, so I got my paperwork ready for check-in. A guy gets out, completely covered in dirt. I figured he just got off of work, as most guys come in covered in dirt or oil. I do specifically remember that he reeked, which isn't too out of the norm either. Entirely, I just chalked it up to him being an oil field or construction worker. I got his credentials, his name was Michael, and scanned it into the computer. He also was reluctant to leave his vehicle information with me, but I explained if he did it. His vehicle was at risk of being towed by morning. I thought he caved just because he was only gonna be here for the night. 
Michael requested a second floor room close to the lobby staircase so he could have easy access to the front doors for smoking. Not out of the norm either. After taking his payment, I set up his room keys. I explained parking and policies and explained how he can get to his room, which was right up the staircase and the door was on the opposite wall. He had a few bags with him and he went upstairs. Almost immediately, he comes back down the stairs and accuses me of giving him broken room keys. I had to explain if he put them next to his phone or anywhere near a magnet, potentially in his wallet. The keys will deactivate. I did offer to take him upstairs and open the room for him to make sure the new set of keys worked, and they did. He walked into his room by himself and shut the door, so with that, I was on my way back down to the lobby. When I got back into the office, something odd caught my eye on the cameras. He hadn't left the building, but his car wasn't in the front anymore. He didn't mention anything about having another person with him. The side doors don't open unless you have a room key or are on the inside of the hotel. So I started to watch the cameras to make sure he wasn't trying to sneak people in. About 20 minutes pass, and I notice nothing happening except him coming down the stairs. I smile politely, and he goes outside. He stays outside for about 10 minutes. Just standing in the carport, I can see it on camera. Now, while I thought that was a little weird, I just chalked it up to him taking a smoke. I stopped paying attention after a while and started to file the paperwork that was due before my shift ended. Michael ran back into the hotel, cigarette still in his mouth. I instructed him he must take his cigarette outside and put it out. I told him prior we do not allow smoking inside the building. He just threw it on the ground and put it out with his shoe. He turned his attention towards the TV and ended up sitting in the lobby for an ungodly amount of time. He kept glancing toward the door, which made me uncomfortable. During this time, the friendly demeanor he had at check-in completely disappeared. He seemed paranoid and agitated now. He would whisper to himself, I couldn't hear what. After about 30 minutes of him doing this, I instructed him to go back up to his room because I cannot have people in the lobby when I am working on closing procedures. Michael asks me to take him up to his room because he is uncomfortable and scared. I explained that I am unable to do that for safety reasons. What I could do was watch him go up the stairs on camera and he could call down to the office on his room phone when he arrived in his room. I was just trying to be friendly and get him upstairs as quick as I could. He goes upstairs, but immediately comes back down and informs me that he forgot where his room was and I would need to show him. I told him I can't leave the office or lobby, but I can explain to him where his room was because it was super simple. He was continuing his whispers, this time it was about him losing his phone. I didn't pay any mind to it. After explaining to Michael where his room was, he went back upstairs and I heard the door slam shut. It echoed throughout the second and first floors and it gave me chills for some reason. Almost immediately, he comes back down and starts yelling at me, telling me I stole his cell phone, that I'm planning his- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. His demise, and I need to find his phone. This was completely bogus, as I haven't left the office since making sure his room key worked. 
He asked me for help, and I just wanted him to go away, so I slipped a screwdriver into my pocket just in case he tried to attack me, and I began rummaging through the lobby couches looking for his phone. I didn't find it, but I did find his credit card, which he also began accusing me of stealing. I stood my ground and said if he can't respect me in my place of work, I can call the police and request they escort him into his room or off the facility. He got angrier, snatched his card from my hands, and went back outside. After about 20 more minutes, he comes back inside. He is calmer, but he asks if I would please go outside with him because there is something wrong with his car. After I absolutely refuse, he tells me that I need to go outside. That it's not fair he's the only person out there working on his car, and he just needs some F-seeking help. I had to explain I am not allowed to accompany a guest outside of the building. He just starts repeating that I absolutely have to go outside with him. Now, I have anxiety, and I tend to let my mind roam over wide horizons, and this was no different. I was about to have a panic attack, so I called the owners and asked them what I should do. It was my first hotel job, and although I have tons of freedom doing my job, I still want to know how to properly handle these situations. The owner told me if I am uncomfortable and suspect he is under the influence, or a danger to myself or himself. I have full reign to call the police and have them ban him from the property. I asked if they could just keep an eye on the cameras they have access to at home because he is acting weird. I locked all the lobby doors and made sure the side and fire exits were all properly secured and closed, so no one could sneak in. I did this while doing this on the phone with my boss because I was scared to leave the office by myself. After getting back behind the office, I lock the door and I just brace for him to come back inside. My boss tells me to just watch the cameras and keep my cell phone nearby just in case I have to call for help. Meanwhile, I noticed on the cameras I couldn't see Michael anymore. I didn't know where he parked, but I damn sure wasn't going to go looking. But what I did notice is there was another vehicle driving through our parking lot. I called the hotel next door to ask if the car was on their cameras too and I was informed it was an unknown vehicle to their records. It was unknown to me as well. This just shot my anxiety up even higher. The car would drive around the back of the building, to the front, but avoid the carport, turn and then do the same to the building next door. The parking lot was almost empty so I know they weren't looking for a parking spot. The car keeps going, and I'm watching it on the camera so focused that I didn't notice Michael coming back inside. Telling Michael he either needs to go up to his room or vacate the premises. He just continues to yell at me saying I need to go outside with him. He won't move out from in front of the entrance. I imagine he was staying within view of whoever else he kept looking back at. Then randomly, I see him sprint across the parking lot and out of the camera view. I also didn't see the car anymore after that. Since it was practically the end of my shift. I somehow managed to get everything done just in time for the next shift to arrive. I was so glad to see her I almost cried. I explained to her what happened and that the owners want her to keep the lobby doors locked. We put up signs explaining our doors were broken, and due to safety reasons guests would have to call for entry or use the side entrances for their room. I also deactivated Michael's room keys and told the next shift girl not to let him back. If he shows up, call the police because he is a security risk. I made sure she watched me get into my Uber ride after triple checking the vehicle, and the driver matched what my phone said. Since I was a regular customer of the driver, he asked why I was so riled up. 
I asked him to drive through the parking lot with his doors closed so I could see if Michael's truck or the other vehicle I saw driving across the parking lot were anywhere near the buildings. And they weren't. I have no idea what happened to them. The next day I had my boyfriend come stay the entire evening shift with me just in case he came back because I was told by my bosses that he never came to get his stuff. He wouldn't pick up the phone for calls either. Nothing happened that night or any other night, except for a month later. Michael came in asking about his stuff and if he could get a room. I refused his room and luckily other people were with me in the lobby and in the office. I had our maintenance man go retrieve his items and explained he is no longer allowed on the property. If we saw him, the police would be called and he would be arrested for trespassing. I noticed Michael had a different vehicle this time. It was a newer model SUV and it was maroon. It matched neither his beat-up black pickup truck nor the dark-colored sedan I saw driving in circles. If there was anything that sat with me even after all this time, it was that he remembered my name. He addressed me by my name when he walked up to the counter, and at first, I thought, oh yeah, my name is a part of my uniform until I realized I forgot to put on my name tag that day. After that, I refused to wear one in the hotel. Management let me create a fake name and wear that from that point on. It took me a while to feel safe in the building again while I was alone. I constantly had my boyfriend with me while I worked the evening shift. There is a chance the guy and the circling vehicle are unrelated, but my anxiety and the aura I got from Michael that night, it didn't feel good or right. So, Michael, let's not meet ever again. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels and a blessed day. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.